Hello and welcome. I'm Bonnie. And I'm Lily. And this is Little Home Organised, a podcast dedicated to helping you declutter, get organised and reclaim time for the things you love. Folding your bras inside the pads on each side is a big, big no-no for the longevity of the life of your bra. There's times where it's like, okay, well, we haven't made the bed. What are we going to do? And so we will just grab the doona and we'll sleep under the doona and the mattress protector or something like that. Not on the mattress. That is wild. (laughs) Hello and welcome. This week's episode, we're going to be talking about the wardrobe. What are the causes of clutter in your wardrobe and what are some solutions to overcome the clutter? Now, Lily, what's your wardrobe look like these days? I'm actually pretty happy with my wardrobe. I think obviously I'll always have that dream wardrobe that you want where everything has a place and it's absolutely beautiful and perfect. But I've got some pretty good systems in there at the moment. So I've got a lot of clothes hanging because I prefer to to hang as many clothes as I can. I've also got the storage hanging cubes in there to have some of my folded clothing. And then we're a little bit tight on space. And so my husband has, we've got like a buffet unit in our bedroom and he's like stuck a bunch of his clothes in there and the rest of his clothes kind of go in the drawers under the bed. So my stuff does dominate the wardrobe. So I guess I'm pretty happy with it. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe the question is how he feels about his wardrobe. But that's like, I think how it goes in a lot of people's houses. Like there is one person who dominates the wardrobe more than the other. And I remember someone's house I helped declutter a few months ago and it was a huge walk-in robe. Like I'm talking six metres of hanging space. The dream. The dream. And he, the partner, did not get any wardrobe space. And I helped her declutter a bit to make a little bit of space for him. And we gave him this one little section and you should have seen his face when he came (laughs) home. He was like, oh, I get my own hanging space. Oh, thank you. And I just thought, oh, you poor bloke. (laughs) That's a bit unfair. But it's funny, hey, because we like to have our things a certain way. And I think it comes down to who cares more. I think it's, it really means a lot to me that my stuff is in a certain way that I can access and for him, not necessarily as much. And so he's like willing to be like, that's important to you. I don't necessarily care. So that's, at least that's what I've told myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever helps you sleep at night, that's fine. What about you? <laughs> so I actually have a confession to make during this week's episode and I'll get into that just a little bit later. But uh, I designed our wardrobe and at the time when I designed it, we didn't have a, a lot of cash to put towards it. So the solution that we ended up putting in, I'm not super happy with but I've made it work for me. So I'm very much a minimalist. And so I've kind of risen to the challenge of having a smaller wardrobe space to work with Mm. and have started over the last few years doing a really big cull and repeatedly culling. So now that I've obviously stopped having kids, uh, I don't have to keep the pregnancy clothes and things like that. And that's really what I wanted to get into and talk about today is what are some of the causes of clutter in our wardrobes. And for me, over the last six years, that's been the biggest cause of clutter is the maternity clothes. Mm. And also the not knowing, are we having another child? Are we not having another child? So where do I store those clothes? And what do I do with them when I'm finished having babies? It's hard to make a decision about what to do with those clothes when you haven't necessarily made a decision about what you're doing 
as like a family, is this family going to continue to grow? And so that is going to be one of our clutter points, I think, that we'll talk about today. And we're also going to, of course, talk about some solutions. So what can we do to alleviate those wardrobe woes? Because we all have them. So I can certainly attest to the to and fro with maternity clothes. I've just had a baby. He's four months old. And when I finished with the maternity clothes, I realized, oh, you know, some good quality stuff in here. I'm not just going to declutter it and donate it or chuck it. But some of it was also cheap rubbish. So Mm. that stuff, you know, is going to go. But then I realized, oh, I need to, this doesn't live in my wardrobe anymore. Like this is taking up good space. So I was pulling everything out and then it was this question of where is everything going to go now? And so then I decided I would just put it in vacuum seal bags and put it down into our storage room of doom. (laughs) The room of doom. I love it. Uh, How do you find those vacuum seal bags? It's hard, isn't it? Because... I remember them being infomercials mm. and you just, I don't know if I'm just buying poor quality ones, <laughs> but I really find it's hit and miss with vacuum seal bags as far as them actually like sucking everything in. But I do find they're a good space saver. Like, as I said, I do have this storage room. So I put a lot of my vacuum seal stuff down in there. So I don't actually have to look at it in my cupboard because I don't necessarily find it very pretty, but it's super practical. The amount of bags I've filled with children's hand-me-down clothes in there the amount of space that would normally take up I really do like vacuum seal bags yeah that's true I think they've got a place depending on what your situation is at home so people ask me all the time should I just buy some vacuum seal bags and my first uh, step for anybody is always declutter so get rid Mm. of what you don't actually need use or love and then if you have a space storage issue those vacuum seal bags are great for putting, as you say, like the hand-me-down clothes. And I know that I'm contributing to your clutter with your hand-me-down clothes. So You heard it here, folks. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> but it's great because like you're passing on things that are still in good quality, good good nick, but I'm not going to need them for like a year or two. Yes. And I know I'm handing you some girl stuff as well and you've got a boy. So you're keeping some girl stuff for that. Just in case. What if you only have boys? I, I mean, know. I do is, think this about is the that. question, isn't yeah. it? Like, what if we don't have another child or what if we only have boys or all of these questions? And that's where we end up really cluttered because we have these kind of delayed decisions or these transitions in life that we haven't gotten to yet. It's like we don't know the future. So how am I going to know whether I'll actually need that down the track? It's not just pregnancy that affects your body weight gain, weight loss does as well. So there's many reasons why we gain and lose weight. And maybe you're on like a certain medication or, you know, maybe you're on a health kick. So you end up having over time, and I found this more and more as I've gotten older, different size clothing in your cupboard. But then it stays in there because again of that mentality of the just in case or, oh, once I've lost that weight, I'm going to fit back into those. You know, I find it really interesting. People are really quick to get rid of the the fat clothes. Once once we've had a health kick and we've lost weight, people really love that feeling of like, oh yes, that's that's huge for me now. I can get rid of that. And then in the reverse, there was someone a few years ago who actually wanted to keep all of their clothing that was, you know, two sizes too large just in case. And I thought, oh, that's really interesting because it's almost like you're perpetuating the idea that, well, I'm going to go back to that size, this this health kick or this new, new diet or lifestyle is not going to stay. And I just think one of the biggest causes of clutter in our wardrobe is holding those clothes in the prime real estate. And I would say from like a perspective of thinking of the psychology behind our decision making on that one, if you're keeping clothes, if you are on a weight loss 
journey and you're keeping clothes in your cupboard that are bigger in case you put on weight, unless it's a thing where say you've got like a thyroid condition or something and your weight does fluctuate and it's really hard to manage. If you're on like a specific weight loss journey where you intend to lose weight and stay a lower weight for whatever reason, this doesn't have to be because of how love looks or anything like that. Keeping the clothes that are larger is providing mental room in your space for not achieving that goal. Mm, that's when, very true. When you make a goal, you want to achieve that goal. You want to commit to it 100%. Yeah, and it's almost giving you that fallback. Mm. But And it can also give you that, it's all right, I'll try again next time. And of course, you always should try again if that's something you really want to do. But I would say my advice would be, if you can, let go of that clothing that is it's, a bit bigger. It's the backup strategy. Yeah. And I see this a lot where people will keep a backup of something because what if something happens to the first one? And this is a great tip. Uh, we in our society today too often think, oh my goodness, what if that goes and I've got nothing else to use? And I'll use bed sheets as an example. So in our house, my husband and I, we've only got one set of bed sheets. That is crazy. It's controversial. (laughs) I know. That is controversial, Bonnie. It's so controversial. I'm guessing you wash your sheets a lot. We, We wash them weekly and we just wash them and put them back on the bed in the same day. And if it happens to be one of those wet rainy days, we use the dryer, but we've got these lovely bamboo sheets that we invested, you know, quite a bit of money into and they're nice and soft and when there's been times where for whatever reason we haven't been able to get them fully clean and back on the bed by that night, like maybe we're just too tired to bother because let's be honest, I'm lazy at times and I'm fine with that. (laughs) There's times where it's like, okay, well, we haven't made the bed. What are we going to do? And so we will just grab the doona and we'll sleep under the doona and the mattress protector or something like that. Not that on the mattress. That is wild. <laughs> Not you, on know, the- you know what would solve that, Bonnie? A second set of sheets. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's actually the laziness factor that's the cause of not making the bed usually. Oh. Not not because not the that they're on the line or whatever. are still not dry. No, actually, I tell a lie. I haven't actually slept on the mattress protector. We always get a doona or a... Um, something between you. Yeah. I don't, there's something about a bed where I cringe at the idea of lying under a doona that doesn't have like a cover on it and then lying with my back on the actual mattress itself. Like to me, that just feels blech. Yeah, no, that's not something I could do. And when I say doona, I mean like the doona's in the cover. We don't usually do doona cover washes. Is this a confession that you don't wash your doona cover? Not every week. Do you wash yours every week? Pretty well, yeah. Really? But do you use a top sheet? Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's interesting. See, I see. I drill in my sleep, so maybe that's... <laughs> I think hey, that's I have probably to wear a why. Splint. It's not glamorous, okay? <laughs> do you snore as well? Like, let's get it all out. No, that's my husband's um, trick. He's the snorer. I'm the, I'm, my teeth just go all night. You do grind your teeth a lot, don't you? Yes. yes. Yeah. Anyway, we're totally digressing. <laughs> we, let's, we are. Let's whole, go back. But the whole point is that a big cause of clutter in your wardrobe is, of course, you know, the fluctuating, you know, you're fluctuating in your weight or pregnant or what have you, and you end up just keeping extra things in there, but also just having too much stuff. So maybe you're a person who loves T-shirts, and instead of having a few essential T-shirts that you love to wear, you somehow have ended up with a collection of 20, 30, 40, 50 plus T-shirts that excess is obviously going to take up room in your wardrobe and it's going to be cluttered. That's right. And another uh, cause for clutter in the wardrobes is all about storage and hangers in particular. So if you've got multiple types of hangers, that actually makes it difficult to store your clothes 
really nice and neatly. When you've all when you've got one type of hanger for all of your tops, you can actually look out over that sea of hangers and all of the shoulders are at the same heights and it's a lot easier for you to actually see your clothes. And I have to admit my favorite type of hanger is probably the velvet flocked because they're nice and thin. They're not like the ones from Kmart. Oh, you can get them from multiple places oh, now. I think that's the ones I've got and it, and it stops the shoulders slipping off. Yes, yeah. yes. But they're, but they're still thinner than the wooden hanger. Yes. So I like the wooden hangers for your, your thicker things like your winter coats and your blazers and things like that. They really help keep the shape. But for your T-shirts and like especially your strappy items, the velvet flocked are fantastic. So making sure that you've only got one to two types of hangers is really important. And also if you have pants or skirts that you're hanging up, make sure that you've actually got pants hangers to hang them. Mm. It's amazing how many people don't invest in proper hangers for their pants. And uh, I can, I'm one of those people. Like I would just hang them over a, a normal hanger. And that's okay if that's what you want to choose to do. But I think the, the point I'm trying to make is you need to be intentional about it. It's not a, oh, I don't really know or I can't be bothered or I don't have time. It's got to be, well, I'm deciding to do it this way and I'm going to make it work. Yeah. So the other thing I think that majorly contributes to the causing of clutter in our wardrobe is, let's be real, you're a shopaholic and you love a good sale. We're all guilty of this. I've certainly gone into shops and looked at something purely because there's a big sign above it that says 40% off. And it may not have been something I even needed. And when we buy things like that, often we're spending money that we didn't need to spend. And then it's just filling up space in our wardrobe. And I've bought things on sale as like the lesser version of the thing I actually want. To explain that better, I mean like say I want a really nice white, crisp white long sleeve top. You know, a good quality top. Yes. And then I'll be walking past and I'll see a cheaper shop and they'll have a sale and it's a white long sleeve top. And I know the quality of that, you know, within a few washes, it's going to warp. It's not going to fit my body how a different top of higher quality would. I will still buy that top. We get sucked in, don't we? Yeah, because it's cheaper. And then like I end up wearing it a few times, not even really loving it, Mm. knowing that surely there's something better out there to fit me. And then, you know, donating it, chucking it, or it becomes clutter in my wardrobe. I did that only just this week. I had to buy some long sleeve tops for Miss Four and we went and we couldn't find in all the usual places and finally found a couple and she found this one and it was white and it said made with glitter or something like that. And she loved it because it had rainbow (laughs) colours all over. For it and I knew I was really hesitant to buy it because I looked at it and it's that really thin sort of material it's not really all one color and I just thought oh I really felt that gut feeling of no you shouldn't buy it and you know what I did buy it and then the next day I picked her up from kindy and her teacher's like she's got a hole in her shirt and she's been poking her finger through it all day <laughs> so now it's a huge hole and I and I pulled the shirt and there were all these other little holes that had started to form too and I just thought yeah you're silly why did you buy that shirt and then we spend this money it becomes clutter in our wardrobe and we then think I've just paid for that I can't now throw it or donate it that's a waste of money and so then the cycle is perpetuating and your wardrobe is just filling with stuff yes I think if you look in terms of the brain side of things and what's going on in your brains we do have this 
huge dump of endorphins when we buy something new or when we're about to go shopping. Our brain gets really excited about what we're about to do and what we're about to purchase. So we go and we buy something and then we come down the other side of that hill and we get this buyer's remorse and think, oh, why did I spend that money? I probably shouldn't have spent that money. I feel really bad about spending that money. How do I make myself feel better again? Oh, I'll just have a look at the sales. Yeah. And the cycle continues. Now, one of the solutions that I've sort of implemented, as I mentioned, I have a storage room of doom with too much of my stuff that overflows. Originally, the excess was down in vacuum seal bags and sports bags downstairs in this room. And then as the seasons changed now, I've actually done a cull and things fit, except for ski gear, because obviously I, I don't wear that stuff every day. That's one of the things that people do is we end up with too much stuff and so we start finding other places to store it like I said I've got it in this buffet unit it's under our bed and in the wardrobe and if you've got other closets in your house suddenly you're putting your clothes in other closets and it's spreading and spreading and spreading and that is definitely a major wardrobe woe. So you're saying basically you need to contain it to one space, to one wardrobe. Yeah, like a zone. So you just keep everything in that one spot and then if things start to fill out beyond that, that's time to do um, to do a cull. That's a great tip because when we allow our boundaries to be relaxed and to start putting things into other wardrobes, then there is no limit. Oh, we'll just keep buying because we just keep using other people's spaces and so if you're someone who is using other people's wardrobes to store your clothes maybe it's time to bring it back to your wardrobe Why do you, what's, what are you doing with your face I know <laughs> I'm just really really not wanting to say this next bit um so I have a clutter confession <laughs> relating to the wardrobe and I mentioned before that I don't love the design of our wardrobe in our house. Oh, yeah, there's a there's the disclaimer. All there's right, go a on. Disclaimer. It's <laughs> always a justification. <laughs> so my kids, they've each got a room of their own, and I designed their wardrobes maybe two years after I had done mine because we've renovated our house in stages, and so I really like their wardrobes. They've got a, a long hanging section and then a double hanging section. So even though they're small, they can reach everything at their height, which is awesome. But because they don't actually need all the hanging space that they've got because they're only five, four and two, and my husband and I have got these relatively small walk-in robe spaces, I have kind of commandeered a couple of spaces in my boys' bedrooms. So not just one, but two. (laughs) Confessions of a professional (laughs) organiser. So I have in my five-year-old's bedroom in his long hanging are all our leather jackets and our rain jackets. Oh, okay. And because we travelled to Europe and we spent a lot of money on these beautiful leather jackets, some which fit, some which do not anymore, uh, that's where those live. And I air them out every couple of months and we wear them during the winter. Um, But obviously being in Brisbane, we don't need them all year round. That's it. You've just highlighted a few things. One, it's not a year-round item for you, so it's mm. kind of like you can justify putting it in there because you still want to keep it for the occasion you do need it. Two, it's sentimental. It's from a time you were overseas. Three, you spent big coin on it. And they're like some of the reasons that it's really hard to like let go of stuff. Does, that, it, does that mean I can keep them? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with yes. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, I think it is still working for you. So it is about what works for you for sure. But on the note of clutter confessions, I think we should go ahead and listen to this week's clutter confession. Clutter confessions. <laughs> 
Hi, Bonnie and Lil. I have a bit of a clutter confession. Um, I keep my own children's umbilical cords, which I thought all mums did, but I guess they don't. Um, so they just get kept in little sterilized urine containers in my cupboard and I can't bring myself to get rid of them. Actually, I also have a little box that has a bunch of other stuff in it. Let me go through it. It has locks of my children's hair. It has some blood-stained fairy strips from my son's operation when he was four weeks old. It has a bunch of other hospital things from when my kids were babies. So I guess that makes me a little strange, and that's my clutter confession. Weird, wacky, and wonderful. Yes, yes, it was. I love that. You know, heaps of people have kept things from hospital stays, and I actually think what I kept from my children from their hospital stays was – (laughs) it's going to sound so funny. Um, (laughs) My daughter had a sleep study and they came with, uh, it came with this big sleep mask thing that you had to put over the top of all of the leads and stuff. And it made her look like um, something out of an apocalyptic movie. It was a bit scary looking, but it was really cool. And the kids love to dress up in it. So we kept that. (laughs) Okay. I've kept the, um, I think I've kept his little wristband. From hospital when he was born? Yeah. Yeah, I've got those too. And, you know, I found the other day in my memory box my hospital tag from when I was a baby. I think we certainly as people like to hold on to those special memories around children when they're born and into the world because it is such a beautiful time. And you go through so much pain to bring them out. That's true. That is true too. So to send us your clutter confessions, search Little Home Organised Podcast on Facebook. There are instructions on how to send an audio message on the page and don't worry, we keep it anonymous. So we've talked about the reasons why our wardrobe tends to get cluttered, Bon. What are some of the solutions that we can put in place to help us alleviate our wardrobe woes? So the most important thing is that you only keep your current size clothing in your current wardrobe and in your prime real estate. So if you've got a really large walk-in robe and you've got a couple of sections at the back of the robe where you can store some off-season or out-of-size clothing, great, do that. Uh, But if you don't, maybe use a space saver bag or a spare duffel or something like that that goes, you know, in the top of a cupboard somewhere or under your bed. And make sure that the stuff that you have got easy access to is the stuff that you actually fit into because there's nothing worse than looking through all your clothes for something to wear today and seeing that pair of jeans that's two sizes too small and thinking oh I haven't done that yet oh I feel bad about myself. I have a pair of little shorts in my wardrobe that I refuse to get rid of. I love them. They cost a decent amount of money and they're these little bike shorts for working out and it was at a time when I was really fit but even when they arrived when I'd ordered them, I was so so cheap. I did, They didn't fit properly when I was even like really fit and strong at the time. And I should have sent them back and gotten a size that actually fit me comfortably. But I was so ambitious that I was going to become this lean, mean fighting machine that I refused to do that. And of course, spend the money on the postage to return them back. <laughs> and so I've now got this pair of shorts in my cupboard that probably will never fit. And I get it. I just cannot let them go. So maybe that's your homework for this week. Your tidy task is to rethink your bike shorts. Oh, 
<laughs> They've never been warned. They're so nice. I know. Yeah. It's it's really sad. And you know what I say to people is what's the point? What is the purpose of that piece of clothing? Mm. Is it to sit in a drawer or is it to be worn? And if it's not being worn by you, can it be worn by someone else? Yes. And when I think about it like that, the idea of someone else getting joy out of it, you know, does help me feel like it's something I could let go of. I'm well, not making any commitments today. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. I'm I'm not um I'm not forcing you to get rid of anything you're not ready to get rid of, but I definitely know after my clutter confession of using my boys' wardrobes to store some of our extra stuff, I've actually thought, yeah, I'm going to have another pass over the stuff that's in those wardrobes and see if I can uh, cull it down even further because and- I think when you give yourself a challenge like that, you often rise to the occasion a lot a lot better than you think you will. And the Passover is a great strategy that anyone can implement to remove excess from their wardrobe. So the idea is that you kind of do a f- like it in stages. Yes, yes. So it's a bit like the whole onion analogy from Shrek. Ogre is a lack. Oh, oh no, please wrong. do go on. <laughs> Ogres are like onions. <laughs> they have layers. I know my accent was amazing. Sorry about that. <clears throat> so when you're decluttering your wardrobe, you do a first pass. So it doesn't matter where everything is if it's all in a bit of a schmozzle. Just do a keep, go, keep, go first pass over everything. And then once you've removed all of the stuff that's to go, then you pull everything out and you actually categorize it and you put all your gym stuff together and you put all your work stuff together and then you do a second pass because it's only when you have 10 pairs of black work pants in one spot that you can realize, ah, I don't actually need 10 pairs of black work pants. I can cut it down. Mm. Then the last thing that you do is once you have organized your wardrobe and put everything back is you do this great little trick with your hangers where you turn them around the wrong way. I love this because it is in your face then. You cannot deny what you do and do not wear because we all feel like we wear things more than we actually do. Yes, and the amount of people that have justified, oh, I wear that all the time. And I think you must look like the guy from Cool Runnings with all of his clothes on at one time if you wear all of these things all of the time. But what the reverse hangers thing does is after that season has ended, so maybe three or six months later, you look back over that section, whether it's winter, summer, autumn, whatever, and you go, oh, I didn't wear that. Oh, I didn't wear that. I thought I would. Oh, I didn't wear that because those hangers are still turned around the wrong way. Whereas the ones that you have worn, you've put them back in the correct way. Yep. And then there's no denying it. The other thing I would say is with our wardrobes becoming cluttered, the first thing you can do to stop the cycle continuing is stopping before you shop. So stop before you shop. When you are out and about or you're sitting online at night and you're scrolling through Amazon or eBay or Trade Me, what are you getting sucked into buying that you don't actually need? What sales are drawing you in? Um, One smart marketing thing that websites do, and you may have noticed this and not really known how they've managed to do it. Sometimes you'll start investigating something on a website and they'll actually send you an ad to your email that says, hey, um, we missed you. Come back. We we want to give you 10% off now if you come back and finish your order. Or it'll come up with a pop-up when you're on the website. And these ads are targeted specifically to get into that mentality that people love a bargain, they love a sale, and they don't want to miss out. So if you can stop the shopping for things that you don't need, that is also going to stop contributing to the problem of your wardrobe being cluttered. So along that line, 
I've got a couple of questions that I use with my clients to help them stop and think before they shop. Okay, we call it the stop before you shop questions. So there's six of them. The first one is what problem does this solve? Second one is do I already have something like it? Am I buying something I genuinely need? Is it good quality? Where will it live? And can I wait a week and see if I still need it? Because I think we get really sucked into that impulse buy. And if we actually just stop, take some time out, go do something else and then revisit it a little bit later, we'll actually be able to make a more informed and logical decision about whether we need to purchase it. Yeah, make the choice without the emotion behind it. And definitely, I think the big thing there is where will this item live? Because everything you bring into your life and into your home has to go somewhere. And you don't want it to live in a plastic bag on the floor with the receipt in the bag for weeks and months until you actually work out a place for it to go. It needs to be able to slot straight in. Otherwise, you'll never use it. Yeah, otherwise that system just simply isn't working for you. Now, I feel like I need to do a little... um, (laughs) little spiel here about bras because our mother is uh she's just retired she's a lingerie consultant for many 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 years and one of the things that she taught us about storing bras is the correct way to store them and I think that's one thing that I've encountered when I've been in other places other homes is the different ways that we store bras but there is actually only one proper way to store a bra and that is not folding the cups into each side you need to have them laid out like you're looking at them like it was on someone's body and you need to have the cups. Um, what you can do is like stack them bra in front of bra in front of bra in front of bra. Nested, we call it nested. Yeah, so the cups nest on top of each other and potentially at the back you could put like sometimes I put one sock for each cup. You don't even need to do that. It's But folding your bras inside the pads on each side is a big, big no-no for the longevity of the life of your bra. So just to summarise for today's episode, there are a couple of reasons why our wardrobes get cluttered. It might be that you've got too many clothes, you've had some size changes due to pregnancy or medication, or perhaps you like to shop and you love a good bargain, or maybe you've got poor storage, wrong hangers, too many different types of hangers, things like that. And then we talked about some solutions. So solutions like keeping only your current size and season in your prime real estate. So moving the other things out. Also categorizing them by function. So making sure that gym clothes all live together, work clothes live together, casual around the house. I wouldn't be seen dead in these clothes live together. And then making sure that you actually stop before you shop and ask yourself those six questions so that you make sure that the stuff that you're bringing into your home, you really need and you are really going to use. Absolutely. And the big question to ask yourself when you buy something is where will it live? So we've talked about a lot about our wardrobe today and I know some of you will be keen to get into your wardrobes at home. And so this week's tidy task is all about your wardrobe. So what I'd like you to do this week is just pick one drawer in your wardrobe. We want the tidy tasks to be small and manageable. So pick a drawer, follow the steps that we've outlined. And if you're still a little bit uncertain, please go and download our organizing cheat sheet. This will give you five steps to declutter and organize any space in your home. Go to littlehomeorganized.com.au forward slash organizing cheat sheet to claim your copy. And if you want to share your fabulous after or you need further inspiration, feel free to join our Facebook group as well, Little Home Organised Community. 
That's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. We know life can be busy and we really appreciate you taking the time to lend us your ears. And remember, progress, not perfection. See you later. Bye. Hey, we'd love to keep the conversation going. Head over to the Little Home Organised community group on Facebook, ask questions, find motivation and share your before and afters. And if you enjoyed the show, please help us keep it going by hitting subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you listen. It's free and ensures you do not miss an episode. But if you really want to share the love, leave us a rating and review. Trust me, it makes all the difference in the world.